intro. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'm just starting. Welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast bonus episode. This is a bonus episode. I like the the change in your the tone of voice there. That's good. It's like a lie. <laughs> People know it's different. It's going to be different. From it's going to be different. His voice cracked like it's a lie. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, should we believe you or, or not? It is a bonus episode. <laughs> I'm Mark Burris with the, as always, is Peter Blankenship and John Girdler. Introduce yourself. Peter. Hey, I'm, I'm John. I'm eating my mic currently. Yeah. Peter, one of these I'm days you're going to come up with a clever, just gut-wrenching intro that's going to take the take the podcast world by storm but until then you're just going to keep keep just saying i'm peter take it to the next level right so like i said in the beginning this is a bonus episode because we wanted to try some new content of just john are you on a wiki john, for the movie i just Plus have did. the plot in front of me so that oh, i can, so be you can remember reminded isn't that what you guys do every time nope sometimes <laughs> I've yet, I've actually never done that. So. I don't go in with notes. This is a bonus episode for me too, in the way I approach. As I was saying, we're trying to do these episodes of just not just movies that have already been out for a few years, but movies we're currently seeing in theaters, and we'll throw those out, out as like quick reviews. They won't be our normal, you know, play by plays like we've been doing with our other films, and uh, it'll just be kind of shorter episodes that are more of a quick review of. The movie we saw in theaters, hopefully recently. This one's been a few days. But well, what movie did we see? Yeah. Today we're talking about The Last Jedi. Do you believe it'll be The Last Jedi? Well, spoiler alert, that's kind of what the point of the movie is. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, we're going to do a quick, just each just give our own spiel of what we thought of the movie, spoiler free. And then after that, we're going to go pretty heavy into spoilers because we're going to break down things we liked and didn't like. So, Peter... What did you think of the movie so far? Or so far? What did you just think of the movie? <laughs> We're currently watching it. <laughs> yeah. We are in we the theater it. and people are furious. <laughs> I don't know, 20 minutes in, I'm, I'm thinking it's okay. It's pretty fun. No, it was fun. It was fine. Like, for as many moments that I really enjoyed it, there were other moments that I groaned a lot. So, If you were to give it like a out of 10 score? Oh, that's hard. Six? All right. That's a little bit lower than I would have thought you would Yeah, have six. All right. John, <laughs> what, did, what did you actually think of the movie? I, I thought it was really fun. Um, I think if I had to give it a score out of 10, 10 being the highest, I would probably give it an eight. Um, oh. Things I really liked, I feel like it had a little bit of everything. We got to see some some lightsabers. We got to see... <laughs> you got um, to see some boobies. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, um, yes. I guess not everything then. But um, I thought the settings were cool. You totally saw four at once. Oh, you're uh, talking about the cow. That's things. true. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, uh, you get to see gross green milk. Um, yeah. But fresh. I thought it it was kind of uh, nostalgic in the sense that I I feel like it had uh, mirrored the original films a little bit um, with some twists thrown in. But overall, I really liked the difference settings that we were taking to that was my favorite part it's a fun movie good summary uh for me it's hard for me to give like a true honest opinion because i am a fanboy like i'm out of the three of us i think i'm the most diehard of star wars (laughs) so um i i i probably would lean closer to an eight like john um a lot of things I'm torn about, though, because I think it may, a lot of things they do in the movie 
thematically makes sense and thematically and for the story work and is that's the way it should have gone. But as a Star Wars fan, I wanted it to go a little differently. And so that's kind of where I'm torn is the position between what I wanted as a Star Wars fan versus what makes the most sense and works the best as just a movie itself. Uh, but yeah, it was, you know, anytime I get more Star Wars, I'm excited. So that automatically bumps it up a few numbers. So I'm probably looking through a little bit more rose colored glasses than the rest. But uh, yeah. Or you could argue you had more critical glasses on. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. I, I do think that's interesting how polarizing this movie is in terms of with the audience. Because I know critically, it's like at a 93 or 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. But if you look at the audience section, it's like 53. And if you look at Metacritic, it's about the same. And if you look on Reddit, there it's like every other person either thinks this is the greatest Star Wars movie ever made or is the worst Star Wars movie ever made, and they're trying to get an online petition started to have it removed from the canon. And so those are two drastically opposing opinions. I definitely lean towards better, but I still think I fall in the middle of just being like, oh, I'm, I'm more curious to see what they do in the next one now. So as a fanboy, as self-proclaimed, right? Oh, yeah. Is the main criticism that they that people didn't get what they wanted to see as Star Wars fans? I would say, is that I would what say what that, that's the main criticism is they didn't get what, in their mind, this, this Star Wars movie would be. Hmm. And I think that's the problem with the Star Wars audience in general is we all come up with our own version of what we wanted from a Star Wars movie. And everyone has different takeaways of what makes a Star Wars movie to them. And so it it kind of just, it's a weird fan base. There's the whole joke online of like, you're not a Star Wars fan until you hate Star Wars. <laughs> so that's kind of the vibes I get a lot from these people um, or just the reviews in general. But yeah, so we're going to jump into spoiler territory. So last warning, if you haven't seen it, uh, I want to kind of just break it down into the three plots or the three kind of story arcs that are going on. So like the first one being the ship that they're on. I, I can't remember if they named, they give the name of the ship, but the main ship that crews on from the start of the film to pretty much the end where they're running out of gas and they're being chased by the first order. Um, I saw a lot of reviews on this and comments on this saying that they really didn't like this plot format, but I thought it nothing about it inherently bothered me. It was a slow chase through space. It is a slow chase through space. And it kind of seems silly. It, we we have the capability of light speed, and I'm the first order, and I'm just tailing them the whole time. Well, the point of it was, at least as I understood, was they so they couldn't jump to hyperspace because... Uh, the first order could track them, so right. they'd be wasting fuel. And yeah, then they'd I'm not talking get about the right. rebels or what, the rebellion. I'm talking about w- how the first order just followed them the whole time. Well, I think they were the the resistance was keeping a fast enough pace to where they couldn't get with it. They were just going fast enough to keep them from being in range to um, you know well, the destroy big ships. Them. Sure, but we've got Tie Fighters. We've got other smaller ships that can definitely get in there could the dreadnought not just fire away from the distance that it was at uh there well, ex- no they destroyed the thing that could have done it and at the, the, the first battle po. that with poe and the bombers that's which the only honestly, cannon that it had honestly i well that was the big one that well, could have taken it, was it only, out it was only one of them they have multiple dreadnoughts is the ship type that that was and that was only one of many supposedly that they have i don't know 
I, I do think one of the cooler Star Wars moments that happened in this movie is at the very beginning when they're doing the escape to the ship from the planet that was in Force Awakens, their base, when they're escaping to the ship. That bomber fight at the beginning was really cool. Just how it was shot seemed was really well done. I personally liked the weird phone call between Poe and Hux of the holding for General Hux, that whole joke. I, I thought it played... People were criticizing when people criticize the comedy that's in this movie. I understand some of it because I do think some of it was out of nowhere or felt a little too forced. But that fit more with his character because, like, his introduction in Force Awakens is almost the same thing. Like when Kylo Ren stops his blaster in um, Force Awakens and then is interrogating him, the first thing Poe says to him is, "Who talks first? Me? Do I talk first? Do you talk first? Kylo Ren says something to him and he makes another joke of like, "It's hard to understand you with the." apparatus like he's already he's set up to be a smart ass yeah so i don't Han get why Solo people villain yeah i don't get why people criticize that joke in particular but i've seen a lot of criticism for that but yeah i the only other thing to just focus on this plot i didn't like the what was her name admiral holdo the laura Dern Dern character it seemed like they just needed somebody to add conflict to that storyline well, she's from I, the books too like okay. i really like i didn't know that yeah, she's like it's not her character as much as I didn't understand the whole nature of she couldn't they couldn't explain to Poe what the plan actually was. Mm-hmm. That they were just trying to buy time to get to the planet crate so then they could take the little shuttles down unnoticed and hide out in a base, which is a fine plan, but I don't understand it just came across as they didn't know what to do with these characters. Well, the movie would be 50 minutes shorter had we told him what was going on yeah i just i don't know i feel like they could have thought of some better way of dealing with that scenario than just saying like oh we couldn't tell you because like they could have even added something of instead of the them just tracking through hyperspace they think there's a mole in the resistance like all you have to do is throw out that line so they're keeping everything hush hush and they're not revealing the plan because they don't want you know the first order to know what the plan is. I don't Do you think it's maybe in there to kind of develop Poe as a character and make you see him as more of this rebel who has a good heart and who you kind of want to side with throughout this whole thing? He cares about the greater good instead of... Yeah, I, one of the I whole guess. points of the movie and that plot line is to show that like he's all gun-ho. Yeah, he's a fly That's boy. not always the answer. You can't just run in and kill things. Yeah, what does Leia say? The fly and blow, fly around and blow shit up or something? Yeah. She didn't say shit. But yeah. <laughs> Leia. <laughs> mouth pretty, on her. That'd be pretty epic. Uh, speaking of which, what did you guys think of Carrie Fisher, though? Stupid. Like, are you talking about the... Force flying. Her thing. in this movie is stupid. That was my one of my least favorite moments of the whole movie. Was I the thought force, that was how they were going to kill her, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, okay, so from a storytelling perspective, that would have been the craziest, shock, most shocking, because that would have been tw- like 25 minutes into the movie, yeah. they, off Leia. That would have been crazy. Did you uh, think Kylo Ren was going to kill her? No, no. I didn't think, because every boy loves his mama, and mm-hmm. so I felt like, I actually, in, to talk about Kylo Ren's arc a little bit i actually loved that he didn't do that because that was after he had just got yelled at by snoke and mm-hmm. was trying to be like but i killed my dad and i didn't hesitate and we showed that tension that is there obviously oh yo, yeah that there's he's still struggling i really like yeah. that and i like that his two wingmen with him 
I mean, they didn't care. <laughs> I like that just nonchalant, the missiles fly by. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm with two guys. That That's not their mom. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. that's dumb. I thought, yeah, the m- people are calling it the Mary Poppins moment yeah. online because how her hands extended. I think there could have been a better way for her to use the force in that situation and not be as ridiculous. Um, when did she use the force before? <laughs> what? When did she use the force before? Uh, not really, but she yeah. like it's known. It's known from Jedi that she has it. Yeah, but like, and it's also been thirty years. So I mean, it's not that stretch of an imagination. They didn't that talk about would have done something with it. Well, he, she senses it. She senses Han die. Yeah, but like, I mean, that's not a force thing either. It's like you have. You know, things on planet Earth where it's like, I felt the moment, like, in my heart where my son died overseas or what, you know. I don't like, know. The way, they, the way they did it in Force Awakens implied to me that she, because she also mentions that she has sensed good still in Kylo. But so does a mom. You know, like a mom wants. I don't know. I'm just saying. They, not convinced. Not convinced that she is Super Saiyan Leia. and that uh, she, I don't think she could have should have gone Super Saiyan. Well, I'm just she saying, survived the blast. And I'm Admiral just saying she Akbar, is a Skywalker. Poor Admiral Akbar. Yeah. He, he did get a quick cameo. Yeah, in the, quick cameo and then <laughs> blown away. Appreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was still in one piece. Like, come on. That's crazy. I'm trying to think what I would have liked. I actually think it would have been cool if instead of the bridge blowing up, and maybe, and this might have been to what you're saying too much, but it, how cool would it have been if so the two missiles go off and it's Leia does some sort of force thing to like it's, one missile into the other? Yeah, that's still dumb because it's like she has never done the force before and now. Again, you would think that that would have been in the Force Awakens. At least that alluded to that she's practiced or done something with it. Again, mm-hmm. I don't find it that much of a stretch of the imagination because it's been 30 years. But it's just not been explained. I know right. it hasn't been explained. And it takes like two sentences to say, oh yeah, over the years of practicing with my brother Luke with the Force. You know, she could have she could have had a line like that after she did the Blame Force she maneuver did too. I'm so. just, well, she was in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Plot armor to not explain things. They could have used humor there too. Weak. It, it was terrible. I hated that moment. I hated Rose. <laughs> Your Mary Poppins uh, comment made me think of Tobias from Arrested Development. Oh yeah. Jumps off the, <laughs> the balcony. We <laughs> shan't be telling your mother about this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I don't. I didn't particularly like it, mainly because how it was filmed made it look so Mary Poppins esque. I'm not opposed to Leia using the Force, and because in extended universe she did it all the time. Uh, I know that's no not canon, canon anymore. No longer canon. But yeah, so then the only other real thing with the ship, besides the their plan not working, of the using the, you know, the shuttles to get away towards the end of the movie, but let's. Segway, you just said... Um, I hate Rose. You hate Rose. So that was an interesting Uber-forced. Mm-hmm. Someone on the bomber has a necklace, and it's like, oh, and then she dies exploding in the bombs as she takes the ship out. And then we get Rose catching Finn leaving, and then she also has the other necklace, and it's like, oh, sweet. It was a little forced. A little? But I think it was an, a right idea to show more people that are like the lower level of this war going on. You know what I mean? Cause like, what yeah. does she do? She works on the with the pipes of the ship. Like, she's kind of a nobody. And I liked but that they're doing more. Of she that. could be a nobody, but I hated having to connect her to someone. We already we had a nobody. Finn was a nobody. Ray's well, yeah. a nobody. But Ray's well, a nobody. Speaking of speaking of the Finn thing, though, I actually this was something I didn't really 
think about as much while we were watching, but it, as I processed, I really like was that Finn was immediately recognized by Ro- the Rose. The whole, you're Finn. Everyone knows Local who you hero. are. Yeah, that he's like, because when you think about it, he would be. He's like, if you just break his story down from Force Awakens, he's a stormtrooper that left the First Order, saved um, the the map to go find Luke, right. and helped destroy Starkiller Base. It's pretty like, big news. Yeah, I mean, that's like yeah. that's a big that would make him a big deal. And I like that they acknowledged that a little bit. Um, I did also like. Talking about Finn, I did like his wake up from the coma thing. I thought that was pretty funny. Him walking around, like looking, and nobody's paying attention to him, and he's in the weird tube suit. <laughs> yeah, and then like BB 8 says something, and Poe's like, Is what, your wires crossed or something? Yeah. <laughs> Finn awake, leaking water or whatever. Yeah, I was hoping for more Finn and uh, Poe adventure because they were, I liked Agreed. their interactions, especially in Force Awakens. Their short time together was really cool, and I was hoping for more of that in this. Right. Re- Rose's character was not, oh yeah, forced, agreed with that. She was just um terrible actor. I just don't think she had the same <laughs> chemistry as the rest of the cast does with Finn. And that's, I feel like that stood out. And, it the, wasn't and that her storyline were... was with st- solely Finn, so that's yeah. not a good yeah. quality. It's almost like they, I have no problem with diversity, but it's almost like they wanted to throw in another actor that to make the cast more diverse. Is it mm. weird that to have her, you know, be the kind of redeeming character. And then they kill her off. So it's like... Well, she's not she, dead. She pulls she a She was fan. alive. You're she, right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Is it weird... Save those you love. Is it weird that I actually think they could have had her been some sort of alien? Like a species? Because they, they never have yeah. any of the main characters besides Chewie be like an alien. This would have been a cool time to have... Yeah, talk about diversity. Well, because it's Star Wars. The Resistance is <laughs> supposed to be all guy. these different <laughs> alien races. Um, but yeah, so with Finn budget. and Rose, let's talk about their adventure real Golly, quick. Golly, what a waste. So in my opinion, as a whole, this was the part of the movie I did not like because at first it was a really cool idea. I liked them going to the casino planet and it. I liked the reverse of Moss Eisley thing where it's the whole, this is a hive of scum and villainy and I forgot what Rose says, but it's something to that extent and then the doors open and instead of the cantina where it's all these like weird aliens and sketchy people it's really high class it's everyone's dressed to the nines everyone's really wealthy it's like this really nice place i liked that little flip that was that was cool but what happened when you uh looked closer yeah that scene was that scene was awful look closer oh i get it i get it people suffer Oh, these Under rich people are making money off the backs of the poor people. Oh, oh no. animal abuse. Oh, Real child topical. abuse. Yeah, I. She was like one of those or whatever. Um, I did appreciate that the code breaker they were trying to find was uh, what's his name? From Justin. Justin Thoreau. Yeah, Justin Thoreau from. He's awesome. Yeah, I wish he'd kind of. I wish more he to was do. it. I didn't, apparently, I, did not like. I didn't catch this, but apparently that's a that whole thing because Maz Kanata tells him to find a code breaker who has... And that scene was stupid, too. I See, I didn't really care about did it. Did Poe know her? Yeah, Poe knows. It's supposed to be she's like a resistance helper. Yeah, but like... Pushing past it. But the, I didn't like it. The Justin forced. Thoreau thing was a, uh, a nod to Indiana Jones. Because Indiana Jones is is a code breaker 
who in I think can't remember if it's in Temple of Doom or if it's later Raiders of the Lost Ark, but he goes to a casino in a white tux with a red uh turn whatever flower thing. Huh. And that's supposed mm-hmm. to be a nod to the Harrison Ford character, apparently. Uh I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I thought just the I think at the time watching the casino scene, I was totally fine with it. I thought it was a cool little new planet. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it was the whole them getting the code breaker and then they're going to sneak onto Snoke's base thing. I was like, okay, so this is going towards something. We meet uh, Bermicio del Toro. I, I could have done without him. Yeah. I, he didn't really add anything, in my opinion. And it made it worse, just like this plot. This plot line got worse by the time they get to Snoke's ship and they're doing the whole hyperspace like hack thing that we find out that it doesn't even matter. Well, like, the timelines are weird too. How long did they spend on Casino Planet? Because like ship at the time had six hours of fuel left, or was it eighteen at the start? It, it was eighteen was the start, I think. And that's a good point, and not to jump ahead to Ray's storyline, but also she the, the whole training like thing it's staggered. It's staggered. Okay. I, I thought this out. It has to be staggered. Well, because I was have to be the timeline seemed very strange. Yeah, yeah, that's a but, critique I would have. The timeline isn't presented in a way that's easy to comprehend. I think you have to think about it and then realize it's stacked. You have to have mm-hmm. a certain IQ to really understand. <laughs> oh God, that eliminates me. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's a low threshold. Is okay. That another oh, robot whew. in the movie IQ, but DJ's character, um, <laughs> or isn't that his name? DJ. And I think movie? his name's like, DJ. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was kind of, it was kind of like they just threw him in to have another twist that they could add to the movie. Well, cause it, and he on the surface, he seems like an interesting character. And, Again, if that plot line had developed into that was the plan, that, you know, Poe's plan to save the ship worked, that whole thing would have, I would have been like, okay, cool, where it's just a side mission to introduce new characters, and we're just seeing new Star Wars worlds, it's Star Wars, like, you know, cool. But the fact that after all this time, and this is like 40 minutes worth of plot of this movie, is them getting the code breaker to get on the ship, to disable the hyperspace or light speed tracking thing all that turns out to be pointless and they don't even succeed you just kind of are like wait why did we watch all this i, I guess, guess they didn't want finn to be the hero in two movies in a row yeah well, kill it's, phasma because it's different mm-hmm. i'll even take away that they failed part it literally comes down to the fact that the resistance had a plan to deal with it the whole time didn't tell poe because if they didn't have a plan and it really was them just waiting for help and hoping for the best, like Poe assumed it was, and then they failed in that mission, that would have been an Empire Back Empire Strikes Back esque like twist that would have been like, Oh my gosh, they they weren't able to do it and then it would have become even a more desperate situation and it still would have been I would have been okay with it being like, Well at least they tried. This plot line was about trying. Did it? Maybe this is a stretch, but it did. Did it remind you guys of Cloud City when Lando turns on them? Kind in, of. In Strikes Back. It Maybe did. I was trying to mirror them too much or compare the two, but it, it seemed th- like a. I think it did. Similar. But what Empire had in that scenario was we had a predetermined, like understanding from the moment we meet Lando that him and Han go way back, like that this is a friend. We don't really know Del Toro. Mm-hmm. His, His one DJ. thing I liked 
was when he's like, look who these oh, when guys they steal sell the to. Shit. And it's like, they sell to both sides, you know? Yeah. Ooh. That was a cool point. Yeah. That's about it, though. I, I enjoyed that. Like, and I enjoyed everything BB-8 did in this movie and their whole plot line because they had BB-8 be savage. Yeah, he was he cool. killed... BB-8 has the highest kill count in this movie. Maybe Poe does <laughs> if we like do play-by-play of like or, stuff he's blown up. Or Laura Dern, though. I mean, oh, no, yeah. Laura Dern wins. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people criticize that scene. Laura Dern? Laura Dern scene where she does the hyper or light speed bullet into the That's rest cool of the scene. fleet. Best, best scene. Best moment. Even if like even people overanalyzing the logic of it, I don't care. That was so cool. And it made Laura Dern's character ha- feel like she had weight to it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, the with the casino planet thing not really panning out and then Finn and Rose's plotline Star Wars like the Twitter responded to it online I saw they made something about it. it's about oh shoot something about learning uh, Finn and Finn learning about the true meaning of all that's going on. I don't know it's some <laughs> weird thing that I didn't completely buy but mm. again I just felt like it was a time waste um, so let's go to Ray's plotline I I thought I didn't have an opinion of it first, but so like Ray hands Luke the lightsaber, and you know for the past two years we've all been wondering what Luke's gonna do with the lightsaber once he's handed it, and I actually like at the time it didn't bother me. The more I think about it, I really hate that he just chucked it over his shoulder, because it seemed like it just seemed f- like weird. It wasn't even a like him just tossing it to the ground in front of him and just like walking away would have been fine. A weird comedic like. <laughs> over the shoulder felt weird. And it also makes it to where you can't watch those scenes lined up. I don't know if you noticed, but like in Force Awakens, it's a long, like she walks up and holds out the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And in this one, she immediately walks up, pulls it out, hands it to him, and he grabs it. It's like real quick, and then just chucks it. So continuity is a little off there. Kind of bugged me. Uh, But what do you guys think of... Just a Luke Ray on Octu. I thought it was fine. I didn't mind Luke. I wish. I personally just wish more time had been taken away from Casino Planet and put on this. Yeah. Well, he still had his third lesson to give her. Like she only had two lessons with him. Yeah, that's true. I kind of wish we had seen more of a Yoda Luke um, vibe. I guess that's I, what I was. I didn't really for. get that. It was more like angry luke or hopeless luke or yeah and um, this is disenf- the not disenf- disenchanted disenchanted and this is the part of the movie i was the most torn about because i think from a thematic standpoint it's fine and it works like the story they're trying to show is that this is the real luke skywalker he's not the legend that everyone has built up in his mind you know we're seeing more mark hamill it. than right luke skywalker. and it's supposed to be more of him uh <laughs> Him just trying to disappear as opposed to, like I said, you know, I grew up reading the extended universe stuff as a kid and all those books. And in that Luke is a like God tier Jedi that, you know, no one can touch him. And it's just sad as a Star Wars fan to this is the Luke that's presented finally in the film in this new canon that he's like a defeated just hermit. And it's not even a Yoda or Obi-Wan-esque exile where they're just you know he's hiding from the enemy it's he's completely given up 
But he still is like a badass. He is. He just gave up. Yeah, it's and I think that's what's just frustrating. Is I like it. He's still super powerful and is is the bee's knees. He's um, just done with that. I I think it's just it's just a weird. It was weird for me to process because I I think I just wanted a different Luke. And I'm not saying that Luke. I thought he was Mark Campbell did great in this. I thought the story itself was really cool. My only complaint was how little time we got with them. Like yeah. you were saying, I wanted mm-hmm. more Yoda thing, but I'm just saying as a actual Star Wars fan, that was harder a harder pill for me to swallow. Because I was hoping at the end of Force Awakens, because Han gives that speech in Force Awakens, being like, uh, they say Luke went to go find the first Jedi Temple, and it's kind of left vague. And I was hoping it was he was going there to research either Snoke or this new threat or like try to learn from his mistakes, some sort of like recovery action, not a, oh, I've given up on everything and I've disconnected myself from the force. But so the the Snoke research would have been a waste anyways. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but maybe they're trying to get you to move on from Luke and appreciate Ray for who she is. I think they are. And, um, get that to an extent but it felt too forced i think this is something that ryan johnson that bothered me was it felt like he like jj abrams definitely did the too much of an homage to new hope in force awakens and i think ryan uh, ryan johnson was like i go in the opposite direction almost i think the antithesis of his directing style for this movie is what Kylo says at one point of let the past die, kill it if you have to. Cause that ends up being like the theme of this movie. But, um, before we leave Octu, <clears throat> I will say I did like Ray's training stuff. I hate how strong they've made her so quickly. She really has become a Mary Sue. And I, that bothers me like an empire you see Luke fail, and that's a very important part for Luke in his arc, is to fail. I wanted Rey to fail, just so she can learn from it. Like, show an arc of her, not just, oh, I'll recklessly try this, and I succeed. I recklessly try this, I succeed. Oh, I'll go down into this dark side pit, even though I was told not to. I come out okay. Like, Well, yeah, she comes out in a, in a time jump, yeah, where no. she's looking at herself, and then she's talking to Kylo yeah, that, that was, night. That was a yeah. That was a um, a first of that a first time jump, and that was the this was the first movie to have like a flashback, which I thought was pretty interesting. What did you guys think of Ray though? I mean, I liked her and Kylo's stuff. That's cool. Yeah, the Force Bond stuff I think was the strongest part of the movie in my opinion. The her and Kylo talking through the Force to each other. I like that too, but it it almost had a. Maybe it's just me, but it almost had like a romantic aspect to it or like potential for that. And I found that weird. I can't, I still can't tell if that's what they're trying to get across or if people are reading into it. Um, yeah, maybe I'm reading into it, but it's almost, well, cause maybe because there's some way. <laughs> well, it could go either way because it's the whole thing of they've made it clear that Kylo and Ray are supposed to be like the yin and yang to each other, the, you know, the light to the dark. Opposites attract. Right. And they're supposed to be connected. So is it the opposites attract (laughs) and it's a romance thing or is it still just the symbolic nature of like the light and the dark are, you know, kind of together there. They're like linked to each other. I think he likes her. I think he likes her. (laughs) I do. She putty. I mean, it's what he wants. He wants just her. Everyone else can die. Yeah. I think that's his biggest weakness. Maybe. I, I think... 
Ray's storyline in this was weird when you think about how little time I feel like the movie dedicated to it. When you think about it in terms of minutes, I feel like it really wasn't as much as the rest. And if she's kind of the main protagonist, that's kind of interesting. To but she got a really cool scene in Snoke's lair. Yeah. Which I thought was I thought that was a cool scene. I, I think Ray in this movie was fine, besides the my complaint of they made her too powerful too quickly. Um I think Kylo I feel like Adam Driver is Kylo, in my opinion, steal stole every scene he was in. He I thought he he just did great. Mm-hmm. It it made me like I felt for him, even though we keep being shown reason why he's a terrible person. Um so I yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into the Kylo. How do you guys Well his and Luke's backstory? Yeah, that like moment hearing it from both sides and how both sides are right. See, yeah, that was a really, really cool. That was a really cool way to do it too. They showed the three different flashbacks, and then the, the true one was both of them combined. Yeah. Was really cool. Was it strange that when he was sleeping, that he had a lightsaber so readily available? Well, I mean, no, like, he pulled it to him. It was just over there, and he. Oh, pulled have it you okay. seen Tomb Raider? No. Well, Actually, she sleeps with, with guns under her pillow. Yeah, a James giant, Bond sleeps with a giant. Gun isn't he like? No, it's a machete or whatever. She slept. It was like a huge knife. Yeah, but he has, does at that point at least does he have a reason not to trust anyone? That no, I mean he just had it in his room. Is what I took yeah. it as. He just had it there, okay. and so he. That's forced I won't dwell on it. Soldiers sleep with their guns. Oh. Mm. I the my only complaint with that scene though is I wish it might have been too much to do a vision within a flashback. Too many levels there. But I wanted to see what Luke saw in Kylo's mind that scared him so much. Because the sound effects make it look like he sees Kylo killing all the students. Like he sees what's about to happen anyway. Like he almost has like a forced premonition. And then he makes it a, almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, he makes be- it happen. Yeah, That's because so of his weakness. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wish we could have gotten to see that a little bit. I wanted to see more of what happened, but I guess it's probably better to leave it up to the imagination. I just feel like Snoke was um, a red herring where Force Awakens, you're like, oh my gosh, it's Who this, is this like, big bad huge guy, bad yeah. ass. And then it's he's in this movie like, sweet, what's going to happen? And now he's dead. So you got a Return of the Jedi moment where like Palpatine died and then you're like, yay, big bad is over. Good triumphs. And so we have that, but it's like, now what? That... That was an amazing scene, though. It, again, I don't know how I feel about Snoke dying because I, I like the idea of Kylo being the big bad, but at the same time, because of how they've kind of treated Rey and his relationship, and like I said, Rey keeps winning, I'm not afraid of Kylo, and they don't set Kylo up to be a fear, like, you're afraid of this guy. Yeah, he kind of, because he kind of gets bested at the end. Right. So it's not... He and didn't. so he's not as much of a threat as Snoke's presence was yeah Mm -hmm. and so that's my only problem with kylo being the bad guy because he just how they've set him up maybe they had a backstory and they're like god this is stupid we might as well just not go through (laughs) with Uh, what we think snoke Snoke was like wizard of oz style yeah uh, i don't know i still just loved how they did that walk in there or something (laughs) (laughs) don't look at the ewok behind the the <laughs> the Praetorian Guard fight scene though was was, sick. was super cool. This and is the, the first the lightsaber through the head. Yeah, that was cool. this I didn't think about this, but this is the first Star Wars movie in all the saga where we do not not including Rogue One where we don't see a lightsaber hit another lightsaber. There's no lightsaber on lightsaber contact. Yes, there is. No, when uh, Luke fights Kylo later, 
Luke just keeps dodging them. Their lightsabers don't hit. <laughs> Their lightsabers they don't, they don't, don't cross the streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that fight scene was awesome. The build up to it of just the, you know, Kylo pretending no, like he's going to hit each other Ray. in the flashbacks. Oh, that's true. Good yep. point. Ooh. Checkmate. Bested. You could see he was searching for some. I, was, I <laughs> knew. Some where they hit. I heard a. <laughs> whatever. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, that sound keeps me up at night. <laughs> that sound keeps me up at night. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I just liked the lightsaber twist thing of like Kylo spinning the lightsaber and activ- activating. It was just such a cool little, like him subtly doing it with his hand. I, I liked that whole throne room scene. And I I liked the na- naivety of Ray when like they win the fight to be like, there's still time to stop the blaster things. And Kylo's just standing there staring at the throne being like, no, <laughs> uh, you need to join my side. My side's got the cool stuff. One, one of my the things I did not like about this movie was some of the humor, like you mentioned before. Yeah, there's a little too much. But I did enjoy, and I can't think of his name, the general um, who keeps getting, like, Kylo keeps getting mad oh, at. Oh, Hux? And he keeps, <laughs> yeah. Hux, yeah. General Hux? I, I enjoyed General Hux. I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah. And I li- he kept reappearing and, and <laughs> making a fool of himself. Yeah, I thought that was weird that they decided to go that route. Like, I laughed at it. But, like, speaking of jokes, I still think there were just certain jokes that I thought, or at least that I think they thought sounded great at the time, but they took away from the emotional moments. Like when Luke's refusing to um, to teach Ray, and we get that awesome scene of him going through the Millennium Falcon and kind of having like just this depression flashback to himself. And he talks to R2, and it's the whole, there's nothing you can say that make me want to go back. And then they play the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi. That hit me. Right in, right in the heart. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And they kind of ruined it with Luke doing the, oh, that was a low blow. Like, oh, you got me again, R2. I was like, no, this is an emotional moment. Let's accept it. Well, you know, maybe he was deflecting and, you know, a lot of people use humor to push back on the pain. Oh, don't, don't, don't you know that I know that? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's even supposed to hurt that much more seeing Luke unable to deal with his emotions in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was let, so let's uh, go ahead and just talk about the end and kind of wrap this up a little bit. Sweet ass planet. Oh, great. Yeah. Great yeah. was cool. I like awesome. I liked the visual effect of the salt on the ground. And yeah. As people walked, it left the red footprints. I like how stuff. they clarified early that that was not blood. Well, he put yeah. that on his mouth. He said, yeah. salt. It's like salt. I like <laughs> Con Cornelius. He's like, go. <laughs> I just like the the best part is because I've seen a gif of it now. Someone's made a gif of it. The best part isn't that of it's the guy next to him is looking like, are you serious, Frank? Like, did you just put that in your mouth, yeah. Frank? Like, you serious, Clark? Yeah, it's very much like the look on his face is like, oh my gosh, like what the hell, man? Why were you ever tempted? But uh, yeah, the planet was really cool. I liked the I don't even know what you call them the weird yeah ships that they had things. that like scraped the ground. What's the um, boat toy thing that has the fin like that. Oh yeah, kind of what it was. That w- it was kind of what it was. I liked those ships. I liked how janky they were. I was sad that that wasn't more of a Empire Strikes Back dogfight scene, and it was more of just build up of them flying out there. 
then the TIE fighters come and they just have to run. Like they end up not doing anything with them. Well, it, so he had the moment where Poe po had already learned his lesson. He's like, you're right. It's not great to go gun ho. Oh, right. Not and then we the have Fen. He's like, I'm going to go gun ho and I'm going to suicide into that because that's just a manly <laughs> thing to do. Okay. So um, I've seen a lot of jokes about that scene where it's like it would have been just like Independence Day <laughs> and things like that. But honestly, when you think about Finn's arc, that actually would have been a really amazing ending for Finn. If he had <laughs> wakes up from a coma around for about 12 hours and pieces. No, I would have been ticked if Finn yeah. died no, and but, Rose did not. But, I no, been but like, think about it from the standpoint of his arc is literally he runs away from the First Order. He's constantly the first movie being like, we have to get away from the First Order. Like they're terrible, da, da, da. like he's constantly afraid and running away from the fight, and then in this final moment where he's like has to face it off, he goes, he goes for it. He real like stands up. But what does he think he's gonna do? That thing is huge. No, but if they had it, des- him destroy the laser cannon thing, he would have basically saved the day. Well, yeah, but you think his little janky ship is gonna destroy that thing? It's like a David and Goliath. It's a movie motif. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how many of those like little air type things do you, like? Death Star blew up because of a little tiny thing. It's like Star yeah. Killer Base blew up because of a tiny little thing. You're gonna have this. I didn't blow up because of a tiny little thing. They bombarded the shit out of it. No, it started the, from the, the in the middle. They like kill it from the. We're moving past it. Yeah, it's a tiny little thing in comparison to the size of. I don't Star know. I just base. I think it's. I did hate that whole thing though of Rose pushing him out of the way. I wish that had been more of a her scolding him and not a like the weird kiss kiss thing of like we have to protect. Who we love. Yeah, that was weird. That she reminds forced. me of Patrice from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Just like that. Crazy old Patrice. <laughs> but yeah, that was weird. I I thought Force Projection Luke was awesome. So when I I had this movie spoiled for me a little bit through the the chat portion of the Knights of the Old Republic video game, and that's very frustrating. But because on paper, that sounds so stupid. If you were going to come to me years ago and be like, listen, they're going to make another Star Wars movie. Luke's a weird hermit that's given up on the Force. Then when he decides to get into action, he f- uses the Force to project himself onto a battlefield. And then he dies. I I would have been speechless and be like, great. So my beloved Star Wars series has gone you know, Off full the deep stupid. End. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But how they did it was great. Him walking into the room, I loved his and Leia's reunion. And then him just walking out on the battlefield and doing what he said in the earlier in the movie that he wouldn't do of the whole, like, you expect me to face off against the First Order with a laser sword and uh, win the day. And then it's just him walking out there by himself. With a laser with a sword. With a laser sword. Didn't, th- this was not an original thought. Somebody else pointed this out. But isn't that uh, traditionally a Sith power? Being able no. to project, not uh, necessarily. Okay. Uh, like in the ex- well, it's I don't know in the this current canon, in the extended universe, it wasn't that uncommon. It was really difficult, mm-hmm. and uh, not everybody could do it. Like it was a sign of how powerful you were. But um, yeah, no, it's it's not like inherent okay. to one side of the force or the other. Uh, but yeah, that whole them bombarding him and just walking away unscathed, and then his cool duel with kylo was was awesome yeah are you here to save my soul 
I loved that. Just the no. <laughs> just <laughs> Luke was a savage in this movie, and I loved that. Like I've I said it since we left the theater. One of my favorite lines of the whole movie is the twist on the Obi-Wan thing of if you strike me down, I'll be more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And instead of that, Luke says, if you strike me down, I'm going to be with you forever like your father. And that just sends Kylo over the rails. I was like, yeah, mic drop, Luke. (laughs) Slap that hoe. (laughs) (laughs) But I also like just the meltdown of that Kylo has after he realized he's been tricked, just like the poking the saber through the projection and just realized what's happened and everything. Think of the anger in that moment because he just spent, what, five minutes just having all the blasters yeah, yeah, go off on him. him and then realizing that all of that was, like, running out there angry. And, and it's then not realizing. even him. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah, that was great. And then uh, I didn't like the weird, they followed the fox out of the cave through the back thing and like Ray lifted the rock. I thought that was kind of weird. I think they could have just found an exit. Well, the force is more than lifting rocks, Mark. But she lifted rocks. I know. And she pointed <laughs> that out. She's like lifting rocks. Let Yeah. Let's hold on. I, I do want to, before we get off Luke completely, him dying because of the force projection thing. A little silly. Well, it, I, I mean, thought it was silly. I, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard for me to give a full judgment because I, d- I do not want him to die. I wish he's. I wish he had actually shown up on crate, and that it had been really him, and we got to see Luke do stuff. But how they had him die, I mean, I, I got emotional about it. It was really well done. Just the twin sons again, just like we saw him the first time. Him becoming one with the force just like we saw obi-wan and yoda do it it felt like a completion of his arc in a weird way even though there's another movie coming but uh, i really enjoyed that so you thought it was silly john what'd you think um i kind of leaned air towards the side of it being silly um i just thought i kind of wanted to see like you were saying like one last like I don't, I don't mind that he sacrificed himself, but it was almost in a non. I guess I wanted to see it in combat, maybe yeah. thinking like Obi Wan from the, from um, a New Hope, type style. Yeah, I was always or kind saying of like run you fools or something, <laughs> and then go out like Gandalf. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping after seeing Force Awakens, I was kind of hoping it would be one of those things where it's like Luke has to deal with Kylo and maybe Ray has to deal with Snoke or vice versa. You know what I mean? Where like Luke has to deal with Snoke. I th- I was hoping that was going to be the pair up where it was going to be Ray is successful in getting Luke to join the fight again and make by the end of the movie, if he lives, try again, forming the Jedi Academy. If he dies, then Ray is going to carry on the legacy kind of thing in the next movie. But so I am, I am disappointed that he's going out. He's obviously going to come back in the next one as a force ghost. He has to. Well, so is he gonna now stay with Kylo forever? I hope. See, like that's father. That I honestly hope that we see a little bit. Maybe he visits Ray or something once. I hope it's Luke trolling the <laughs> shit out of Kylo in the next one. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. I would. I would love it, and it would. I think it would work from like a thematic point of view of all Kylo wants to do is kill the past, and the past is just haunting him. Like, mm. I think it'd be great. As it haunts us all. As mm-hmm. it haunts us all. Speaking of Force Ghost, what do you guys think of Force Ghost Yoda? Great. 
I was so happy they brought back like mm. Empire level Yoda, not prequel Yoda. Like he was weird. He was kind of senile. He made fun of Luke. He brought lightning <laughs> down on a tree. That was incredible. Yeah, he kept Luke out of the tree so that he didn't. He knew that the books weren't missing. Yeah, that's cool. I loved that joke or that little twist of words. The, <laughs> page turners. Yeah, they're they, not. Well, the page turners. They're not, and the whole she doesn't. There's nothing in there that she doesn't already possess, which seems on the surface like the whole she has all the knowledge she needs. No, Ray took the books. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Loved that. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, I will say, I kind of, I not necessarily because I'm missing Hayden Christensen. <clears throat> I kind of wanted Forced Ghost Anakin to be on the island. Like, I wanted him to be talking to Luke. <laughs> I saw I saw Anakin there and Qui Gon and, and you were there and you were there, <laughs> but I just meant in the sense of because you know like the first three trilogies, especially two. if you just look at the or yeah first two trilogies sorry if especially if you look at just the original trilogy so much of that is about the father son relationship between the two I would have loved it in this one if the entire time it's Anakin trying to get Luke to understand that he made a mistake and he can learn from, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and throw out the whole, like you didn't believe in me and you saved me. And you know, it kind of would have been a cool thing. Plus I told Peter this a few days after we watched it, my current head cannon, because we didn't talk about this, but Ray being nobody, mm-hmm. uh, my current head cannon of why she was called to Anakin's lightsaber in force awakens that way was because Anakin is reaching out to her. Like mm. Anakin senses her potential and realizes that this is the girl to get his son off his ass. So it's not too late to see a Hayden Christensen. I would love it. Ghost. I would movie maybe. That'd be cool. I I just want that to come full circle. Him and his rat. He was reaching out to that kid at the very end when he force grabs his. It's, it's I a, a lot of hate for that online. I didn't, I didn't like it. I thought I, that was I really was, stupid. I thought it was fine. It it's was like, supposed oh to just gosh. show that there are other force sensitives that you know. It's gonna continue. I, I was whatever about him. It's a little cheesy. It was one hundred percent. Before cheesy. the room <laughs> thing, though, you have to admit the kids telling the story of what had just happened on crate was pretty awesome because it confirmed the oh, yeah. the message of Luke's legend. I just of him being the Jedi master. I just don't like that though. Wait, the broom? Yeah, or just uh, those kids with the story. The guy, one of the guys behind us at the theater, was like. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, he did lose his mind over that. <laughs> so yes, everyone saw that, and you're the only one impressed. <laughs> they could have just showed him like trying to move the broom, and it shakes a little bit, and then you're not sure if it's oh, the force no, or like Inception. <laughs> like Inception, yeah. it wobbles. <laughs> it doesn't fall down. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't take it like read into it any more than what the message they had said prior to that, which is the whole you know. Just because Luke dies doesn't mean that the Jedi have gone are gone forever, kind of thing. Like I didn't read into it more than well everybody else did. But the uh, title was a lie. So last point before we close out, though, because I completely forgot about it until I brought it up a second ago. So the big twist of Ray being parents being nobody. Supposedly, first, yeah. First question: Do you guys believe it? Do you nah. believe that is the thing? Um, to be honest, I actually did believe it and hadn't really thought anything oh, past, it past now? that until you're bringing this well, question up now. Because the thought being that maybe Kylo's lying to her. Right. He's yeah, I, I understand her. the thought now. I, I believed him. 
I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this multiple <laughs> times, but um, I think in that moment, he doesn't have a reason to. Like it, it felt like such an, and maybe this is just Adam Driver's acting because I, be, I believed him. His emotional like plea for her to join him, it seemed like he was being open and honest with her. Like it was a true moment of vulnerability with him, mm-hmm. and so he would have no reason to lie about it. And I think thematically it makes sense if uh, Ray and Kylo are supposed to be such polar opposites. You know that she would be nobody when he comes from a storyline that is, or from a family bloodline that is galaxy famous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it would make just that kind of yin and yang thing work even more. At the same time, I, I still just want her parents to be somebody. And it does feel weird that that storyline wasn't really, I guess it was just overblown by the fan base. It's weird to think that it was, because if, even if you go back and watch Force Awakens now, it still feels like they lean towards that, like yeah. lean on that mystery. And if it wasn't supposed to be a mystery, then why they lean on it so much? So I don't know. But Peter, you don't buy it? I don't think so. What theory do you subscribe to of who her parents are? Um, I don't subscribe. I subscribe to the her parents aren't nobody's theory. Just in general? Yeah. Just Is that like a monthly subscription? I, I do have to pay. Did you get the first couple months free, though, <laughs> to kind of, like, test it? Yeah, and right now I like it. So, yeah, <laughs> I okay. might keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I might cancel, and then when they send me the, like, come back for free. You have to cancel manually. It, it automatically <laughs> renews. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <What a> d- <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and end this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, those were our kind of general <laughs> thoughts. Again, I, I think the best way to describe it is I loved the movie as a whole. Parts of it upset me. And in just the sense that time, how time was used. Uh, but that was kind of my two cents. Yeah, it leaves you with the what is going to happen next. Like, I really don't know. Yeah. So I'm interested. That's yeah. about it. I also, last little point, I didn't like that by the end of the movie, the entire resistance can fit on the Millennium Falcon. And that's all that's left. <sighs> that's a little, like, too dramatically, like, Downsized. Well, they hotline blinged the rest of their fans and they didn't respond. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, John, your final little thoughts? Yeah, I, thoughts I, I thought we got a little bit of everything. We got to see some dogfights, some titties, some space, ba- <laughs> <laughs> some space battles. We got to see, I guess, not as much. We didn't see a lightsaber duel per se, but we got to see some lightsabers cut some things up. Um, we got to see some family dynamics be challenged. Yeah, we did. Of, um, we got to see laundry. some Jedi training. It's all about broken homes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we got to see some old characters. We yeah. got to meet some new ones. So oh, I didn't really like wow. all of them, but old um, faces and new. And it, it was a good middle chapter. I think. I, I think it answered some questions, but also brought up some others that might be addressed hopefully in the next movie. Yeah. That's a very... Um, but the humor. Did not like the humor, for the, the most part. Yeah, there were funny parts, but... Disney it, leaned too Marvel like yeah, with the Marvel, yeah, like I agree with that. how the Avenger movies are with this, and I think it was one too many jokes. Like, the humor... Which one it, would you have cut? Uh, well, I already said R2-D2. Um, I think... Uh, it's hard, because so many of them I just immediately like zoned out afterwards. Like, the BB-8 jokes were fine, because he's a droid, so him doing ridiculous things are fine. And, I, I don't know, it's just... Some of the Luke humor, I, I can't point to one joke, but some of like the the whole montage 
But he's a, he's a Jedi, not a comedian. So <laughs> true. Stick to your day job, Luke. Stick to your day right. job. Yeah, but I I, I, like I hope they're serious. The more boulder serious crushing the cart that like fish walking people were pushing. I thought oh, was that funny. was yeah. The I thought it was gonna kill. The, one the of chewy them. scene was funny too. Oh, with the the the, the little dudes. Porgs. Yeah. Him roasting up yeah, the Yeah, porgs fire. and pogs. I, I didn't know this, thinking. but ori- originally the porgs were created because the I- that island they filmed on, uh, I forgot what the bird is, but there's like a bird that infests that island. Wow. And so they originally created it as a way to when they're in the background. To just put it over. To put it over it. That's hilarious. Because they couldn't get rid of them. Huh. And so it's then they just fact. decided to go with it. Yeah, they're like, that's cute enough to make a plush toy. Right. They're like, I see money. <laughs> yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Dollar signs. Uh, yeah, well, this is doing gangbusters at the movie theaters right now. Um, but yeah, that was The mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Um, remember, we'll be back uh, probably next week, or after Christmas at least, with uh, Ocean's 12, so you have that to look forward to. Uh, remember to what a great <laughs> follow us on Twitter, at TMFT Podcast. Uh, send an email for any movies you want to see us do uh, to the, our Gmail at TMFTPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please rate and subscribe. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you like or what you don't like. Critique us. Critique us. Uh, until next time, I'm Mark Burris. With me is Peter Blankenship Peter and Blankenship, John yeah. Girdler. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays, okay? There's Sorry. multiple. Gosh. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Great. We're going to get taken off the air. <laughs> anyway, this has been too much free time. See you next week. Bye. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>